0: My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Thank you for listening to the recover your soul podcast and being part of this very special community. This episode is one of the bonus episodes that Apple podcast subscribers and Patreon members have had access to first. And now I want to share it with you. If you enjoy this episode and you want more recover your soul every week, you too can be an Apple podcast subscriber or Patreon member and support the production of this podcast and the soul recovery mission. The links are in the show notes. We are currently finishing up a series on the 12 steps and this is going to be the last episode going over steps 10, 11 and 12. And we have been going through these steps from the Al-Anon perspective, using the tools and books from Al-Anon, and using, of course, my interpretation, which is the soul recovery interpretation. I am not a spokesman for Al-Anon. This is not an Al-Anon program, although so many of you have come to me because of the references to Al-Anon. But soul recovery is taking those concepts and opening them up in a larger way. So that we can use this spiritual path to find a happy and healthy life. The spiritual path of letting go of control, of turning within, of letting go of being a victim, of letting go of feeling responsible for the world and letting go of feeling like everybody else should change so that we can be happy. We are on the path to our own self choice of happiness. What a gift. So we are going to finish up these 12 steps. And then, and this time I've decided to read out of Paths to Recovery called mm-hmm. Al-Anon Steps, Traditions and Concepts. And I looked through a bunch of different things. And for these steps, just decided this is the easiest way to really get those concepts across. And I'm not going to read the whole sections. So I'm just picking a couple paragraphs from each one, because we're going to be going through three steps, and I want to make sure that we get that all in in my general time that I do for these episodes. So here we go. Okay, step 10, it reads, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 10 is the beginning of what some members refer to as the maintenance steps. Others call them the continuous growth steps. I love that. Step 10 helps us to keep the principles and tools of the previous steps working in our daily lives to maintain our serenity and continue to grow and continue to inventory ourselves and make amends to others. If we've been thorough and honest in our work on steps one through nine, We have begun a process to clear away much of the damage of our past. We've turned our defects of character over to our higher power, and we now apply continual effort to change our old behaviors for the better. We've begun to take care of ourselves and our needs. Instead of reacting to life of the alcoholic, we act on our own behalf. With step 10, we try to keep our slate clean in order to not slip back into self-destructive patterns. Slips are especially likely to occur during times of stress when it's natural to retreat to old defensive behaviors. Recovery does not cure us of every human imperfection or eliminate all pain in our lives, but it gives us the tools to deal with our problems and to continually work to improve ourselves. There are numerous ways to continue to take personal inventory. Members share that they find three types of inventory useful, a spot check, a daily check-in, and a periodic long-term check. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because it does continue to go on about different ways to do these, these checks, to do these inventory checks, and just reflect on step 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. You know, I think of the fact that one of the things that's happened for me in soul recovery is this awareness that there is actually no quote unquote wrong, that this whole part of us that had become very black and white, that this is right, this is wrong. And we're moving into a place of just self-awareness of realizing when we're in separation from our higher power. And so to continue to take personal inventory means to continue to look at ourselves, to continue to take responsibility for our behaviors, our attitudes, our actions. When we are off base, when we are disconnected, when we are falling back into our old patterns, to bring ourselves back, to realign with our higher power and our true selves to take a look again at the under part of us that can see where those hurts are coming from and why we're going back to old patterns. And to promptly admit it to me is just to recognize in ourselves, to recognize in ourselves non-judgment, not to beat ourselves up, not to say, oh, why are you doing that again? I can't believe that you. we thought you had come so far and look, now you're back to being nitpicky. It's it's more about recognizing and observing and having gentleness with yourself. And then when we're off to promptly admit it, to say, wow, I was way off base. I'm just going to pull myself back in, reconnect with my higher power, reconnect with myself. Take a look at if you've done the steps. I always suggest that when you are doing the character defects or defense mechanisms to put them on a piece of paper, something beautiful even so that you can look at them and then on the other side of the paper to have your assets the beauty of who you really are so that when you're in those dark times when you're falling back into old patterns you can recognize oh yep here i am and remind yourself that you can ask your higher power to relieve you of the bondage of self to relieve you from these parts of us that keep us disconnected And remind ourselves who we are. Though that's right, I'm honest, I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm open. I don't have to be closed and selfish. I want to be this other person because I know that's who I am. Step 10 is about reconnecting. Sometimes we use step 10 in this idea with friends. We'll sort of joke around that if you're in a situation where somebody irks you and you feel triggered or dissatisfied or irritated and you can use this step 10 is the moment of whoa what's the check-in on this why is this person hitting a nerve for me and then you're taking your own personal inventory you're not pointing the finger at them it's about turning within as we say in soul recovery turning the attention to ourselves. oh what is going on for me what is this affecting in me and if you've done this work, then you can start to recognize those parts of you that get, that get hurt. Oh, this is affecting my self-esteem or this is affecting my awareness of where I am in the world that I think that I'm not good enough. Oh, this is hitting an old belief system. And for me, what I always try to come back to is looking at that person, not from the behaviors that are irritating me. But reminding myself of the soul of who they are, the true self of who they are, doing my level of detachment, of separating out that person who is being annoying or being harsh or being critical or not connecting in some way and coming back to who they are as a soul and a beautiful human being and connecting with that aspect of them. And allowing the pain and the attack and the guilt and the shame and the frustration to take a backseat, to not let that be what's running your show, that you get to choose and you get to decide in each moment what you're allowing to run the show, that you can look deeply at yourself and not put the blame on others. That's what I love about step 10. And really with these steps, I do love these last three steps, which are kind of the maintenance steps, because when you start in recovery, and especially when you do 12 steps in the rooms, there's this real drive, which is really good to have a goal to finish the steps to like get to the end. And again, you don't get to the end. And then there's some magic thing that you never, ever again have to worry about a single thing. No, life continues to show up. So I find myself in these steps all the time when i'm feeling unmanageable i go back to step 1 and then i remind myself that i can uh, i can find sanity because there's a power greater than myself who can help me and then in step 3 i'm handing it over again and so we're we're always visiting them and so steps 10 11 and 12 allow us these maintenance steps that in a daily we're continuing to work on our spiritual life so let's go on to step 11 let me see if i can find it here in my book okay step 11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with god as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out this is one of my favorite steps sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him or her or it or whatever it is to you, as we understood your higher power. Praying only for knowledge of his will, of your higher power's will, for us and the power to carry that out. It reads, The relationship we have with the God of our understanding, compared to when we first walked through the doors of recovery, is now more powerful as a result of our experience in working the steps 1 through 10. In step 11, we can maintain our growth with new energy through prayer, meditation, and knowledge of the higher power's will. Although referred to as the second maintenance step, step 11 does introduce new action, the action of seeking through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. What is prayer? What's meditation? How are they different? An important note to make is that this step guides us with the words, prayer and meditation, not prayer or meditation. I love that. We learn to pray from the examples of other personal experience. And some of us, it may feel artificial. Sometimes prayer works and we're delighted while other times nothing seems to happen. Accepting God's will in God's time can mean saying a prayer and letting go. Meditation has been used in many cultures as a spiritual practice for thousands of years. Finding a quiet time in our busy lives can be difficult. Many may find it helpful to schedule a specific time at a set location to meditate. In the beginning, we may not need a great deal of time. And in fact, success may come by trying only for a few minutes and we'll become more comfortable with the action. Almost all of us can find a few minutes needed if we want. As we have success disciplining our minds, these brief periods of meditation will increase. So it goes on to give different kinds of meditation and different words to say, such as I go to a quiet place, close my eyes and repeat the words of the serenity prayer to myself in a gentle voice. That's their way of doing meditation. This step, step 11, I think is such a profound step because we've had this change This shift in us through soul recovery, through turning the attention to ourselves, through this process of taking a deep look at who we are and taking our power back, taking responsibility of our own lives, letting go of control. And in this, we have had a connection with the higher power of your understanding. And I love working with so many people because Each of you has your own unique connection to higher power. And I think that is so essential that you alone know what that connection is. No one is here to tell you who you need to believe in or that there is only one path. I don't believe there's one path. I believe that each of us has our own unique connection to what we call God. So in this we're allowing ourselves to have daily prayer and meditation again of whatever that looks like for you to improve this connection with your higher power and then praying for the knowledge to live your life through this higher powers will now this is a huge concept and i will do more podcasts about this I believe from a metaphysical standpoint, sometimes I'm a metaphysical minister, that the truth is that when we feel like things are going our way, when we connect to the flow, when we allow ourselves to relax this higher power can come in and remind you who you are and the gifts that were given to you uniquely and the life that you are here to lead as the expression of the manifestation of this energy, this love, this whatever it is that is the source, universal source. And that when we allow that openness and leave behind our ego self that is grasping and wanting what we think society wants for us or what our parents wanted for us or what we think social media is telling us or what we grew up believing was who we were supposed to be. And we listen to that inner voice. That is what they call God's will. This is my interpretation of it. And again, I am my own person. You're listening to recover your soul, which is Rev. Rachel's interpretation. So take what works for you and leave the rest. When we come from a place of our ego where we're grasping and pushing and trying to effort and make things happen in a way that our ego thinks that we want, there's all these blocks. That is your will, not God's will. And it can be complicated because sometimes it feels like it's something that should be more dramatic, (laughs) that's the word I'm coming up with, more easy to see, or that I have a lot of people who say, you know, I don't know why God is doing this to me. Why has God forsaken me? Why am I not being supported When I look at it, what I can feel for myself is that when I'm in my place of my own personal desire and my own grasping and my own wanting, it actually is pushing edging God out. It's edging out that greater knowing of love, the greater knowing of potential that I can't even see or understand and that life isn't easy. That isn't a promise that life is going to be easy and without hardship. It's that when you are allowing the flow, there is a guidance and a gentleness and a kindness and ideas that come that bring you to a healthier, happier place, a more connected place. And that's the God's will. Stay tuned. There'll probably be plenty of episodes more about that because it's such a such a powerful idea. Let's go right on to step 12. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. It says, it can be said that the entire Al-Anon program is summed up in step 12. We acknowledge the results of our efforts, a spiritual awakening, commit ourselves to sharing the gifts we have received, and recognize that living a spiritual life is an ongoing process. we found a new way of life in Al-Anon and we keep what we have found. We continue to appreciate the gift and give it away. The three parts of the 12 steps raise the following questions. What is a spiritual awakening? How can we try to carry this message? And what are these principles that we practice in all of our affairs? One of the wonderful experiences of working the 12 steps is a spiritual awakening. How do we know when we have it? Some of us have a vivid, dramatic experience that clearly were spiritual awakenings. We felt changed in some obvious permanent sense and knew that we would never be the same. However, most of us have found our spiritual awakening to be a much slower, more subtle experience, more like a flower opening petal by petal than like a flash of lightning. When awakening is slow, internal, and quiet, it can be often overlooked. We sometimes question if indeed anything has happened, especially when familiar problems continue to appear in our lives. What does a spiritual awakening look like to us? Obviously, it varies with each individual, but many of us have had similar experiences. Instead of obsessing or constant crisis, we find more inner peace. We may have less interest in judging others and ourselves or act spontaneously instead of fearful and full of control. Moments of appreciation for little things happen more frequently. Some of us experience feelings of connection with and delight in nature or find ourselves relaxing and going with the flow. We find ourselves giving and receiving unconditional love And suddenly we become aware that some of those good feelings have come into our lives, but we don't remember exactly how it happened. So I'm going to stop reading there. You know, I tell people I've had a spiritual awakening. And what that means to me is that I see the world differently. I really used to see the world as a hardship. And I used to see the world as a problem. And now I have a sense of myself that it is as I choose to see it and that I can recognize outside of myself that there is pain and suffering, that there is this desire to grasp onto emotions and a desire to control, but I can see it as if I'm observing it from the outside. There is an observer within me that can recognize that all of that is of my own choosing that I can choose to see something as being terrible, or I can choose to see the curiosity in what's happening and recognize that this too shall pass, that everything is impermanent, that there is always constant change and to have curiosity about what that change is and what's happening and to let go instead of trying to control it. I feel like the spiritual awakening for me has been that my mind is more relaxed, that my heart is open, that I'm not filled with the anxiety and stress that I used to feel every single day. And I have an alcohol free life by choice. I have freedom. Some people feel when they quit drinking, like they never get to again. And I feel like I am relieved of the pain and the suffering that The addiction had become for me. I feel like I'm free. And I feel like I'm free in my mind that the pain and suffering that I felt in my relationships and the responsibilities that I felt in the world around me that caused me so much pain, I am free from those too because I have chosen to let go. I have chosen to allow people to have their own lives and to just be present for them and not to feel like I have to be responsible for them. The other part of this step is to carry the message to others. Now, what I think is amazing is that you don't have to be doing what I'm doing and have a podcast and become a spiritual coach and a minister, which is such a gift to me that this has become my path in my life. But the carrying the message doesn't even mean that you have to talk about it to anybody. What it means is that you are showing up in a way in the world that is new and different than you were before, that is kind and open and clear, that is clean of all this stress and demand and hurt and attack and guilt and shame that you show up and are present for people in a way that they can be safe and comfortable and feel like they want to be with you that there is something that you have that is desirable to them and they're interested in what is it that happened to you you used to be so stressed out you're not so stressed out anymore you look so happy what happened being present as yourself in this new way and sharing that with others is sharing the message. And some people will ask. Some people will say, wow, you really have had a change of attitude. What's, what's been going on with you? And you can share with them at that moment. You can say, man, I've been doing soul recovery. or I've been attending Al-Anon, if that feels comfortable to you. Or you can just say, I've made a decision in my life to choose happiness to let go of control and it's making a difference those little moments can spark for somebody else a change in their life that you may not ever even understand how you are positively impacting the world and every time we have an interaction with somebody every interaction from the grocery store to work to church to friends and family to every single thing that we do We have the ability to connect with another human being on the soul level, on the true self level, and to see them and express kindness and love and those moments change lives. So when we are sharing this, it doesn't mean that we're going around demanding or saying that everybody in the world should be doing something. Although I totally love that any of you are sharing this podcast with everybody, but only the people who are ready for it are going to engage in it. The people who are here in this community, you are here because it speaks to you in a way because you are ready for change. You are ready to let go of control. You have taken this step of soul recovery because it is important to you in your life. And you are choosing your own happiness. What a gift. So when we share this with others, it doesn't mean that we are attaching, that we are trying to fix them. It is sharing as if you are giving it away without any attachment to what happens on the other side. We can only be of our hearts and let go of the need to make a result happen and that isn't always easy. And then the last part of it is practicing these principles in all of our affairs. I love this line because sometimes we think, oh, I need to resolve my relationship like I did with my husband, right? So I have resolved my relationship with my husband, but this isn't a program or a spiritual path that is just about me and my husband, This is a spiritual program and a spiritual path that is about my whole world, practicing these principles and all of my affairs. Again, every single interaction that I have, every work interaction, every friend interaction, every interaction out in the world. This is practicing this spiritual path. It is as I choose to see it. I am relieving myself of my burden of self because I'm handing it over to my higher power. I'm listening intently to the guidance of the greater will of the universe for the good of myself and everyone involved. I'm letting go of the pain and suffering in every aspect of my life. I'm taking my power back of who I am. And not letting other people control my emotions, not letting other people determine my value, not letting other people decide who I am. I am taking my power back to me. And in that, we have a strength and an ability to live a happy and healthy life because we have had a spiritual awakening through the practice of these steps, through soul recovery what an incredible gift what a journey and life will continue to show up but you have new tools and new patterns to go back to and these these steps offer us a way to immediately go back and be able to see our hooks and our triggers and work through them in a way that allows them to continue to release that We get to continue to unpack our suitcases of burden and not put those burdens back in the bag. We're releasing all of that and allowing ourselves to be free until next time. Namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange, and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, If you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, Thank you. Thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button. Whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen together. We can do the work that will recover your soul.